Denver mayor picks a former Superfund site on Santa Fe Drive for its first micro-community. This is a toxic waste area. Now, rest assured that the site that the actual it's going to this is a tiny home community we call them tiny homes here in seattle in denver it's a micro community it's small small houses but big community we've been assured that you know what i guys i think it's safe i think it's mostly safe now you may not want to breathe a lot when you're within your micro community i mean you know, who needs to breathe anyway? But, you know, maybe try and, you know, wear a hazmat suit when you're in your tiny home and probably don't drink any water coming off of any type of facility, you know, that, that's in ground. Um, I would spend as much time away from the site as possible. And for neighbors during the construction process, when they, you know, scoop up some dirt and move that dirt around, I'm sure it'll be fine. Because, you know, we're, we're going to put a micro-community there. It's Denver, mile high. Got things going on, right? It, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Let's get into it. Here we go. In doing research for this podcast, it was hard to determine, is this in an actual Superfund site or is it just kind of close enough? And then I got to thinking, does it matter? I mean, Who's to say, you know, uh, you're 3,000 feet away, as we'll read. You're 3,000 feet away. You're going to be just fine. It's fine. You're, you're, you're going to be good. Oh, what about underground water from this to the area? I mean, that's one, the, the Aaron Brockovich, right? I mean, it's that whole deal. Well, you know, the, the uh, water sloughs off or the sealant sloughs off the leather and then it goes in. Yeah, they did that whole thing. Yeah. Who's to say that this homeless encampment that's being constructed, this site for this homeless encampment, is truly good to go? Because we've been told that how many times? It's good to build a community there. It's fine. Uh, My my wife's family, there was um, talk of how... Well, you know, my father-in-law died when he was 60 or 61, my my wife's uh, dad, real dad, and his sister died. And then who else did we have? There's a couple of other people like that died really young. And one of the theories was, hey, you had a toxic environment in that one house that they grew up in, in Everett, you know, Everett, Washington. That was one of those things. So in the back of my mind, I, it's always been, okay, so, you, you know, it's a real thing. You, you can die from toxicity. And um, when you're in close prox- enough, uh, proximity, yeah. Denver Mayor Mike Johnston announced Monday that Denver's first micro-community to house homeless people will be built along Santa Fe, South Santa Fe Drive. Johnston, who has vowed to house 1,000 homeless people by year's end, said city officials will break ground soon at 2301 South Santa Fe Drive. Now, when was this article done? October 10th. So it's okay. So this is fresh. This is brand new. <clears throat> so you got October, November, December. Yeah. I mean, you're going to bring in the little tiny homes. Okay. That doesn't require a ton, but getting your infrastructure in there in two months for what a thousand homeless people. That's aggressive. That's aggressive. 
I don't see that happening, but whatever. But nearby residents have expressed concern about the site being toxic ground. Hmm, I wonder why. And when you're scraping dirt around, ah, it's fine. It's all right. It was once near a Denver Radium Superfund site. Okay. Huh. But, Sean, it's not right on top of it. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of like the argument of uh, of all of our bus drivers and transit drivers here in Seattle. There was a recent study that came out that um, trace levels of fentanyl and meth are found on all of King County's buses and also the bus system down in the Portland area. It's like, but then health officials are like, it's such low levels. You don't need to worry about how low the levels of fentanyl are when you're getting on the public transport. Just be thankful that you're reducing that carbon footprint. Like, yeah, but the bus drivers aren't getting secondhand smoke. They're getting firsthand smoke. Big, huge difference, right? And it's not they're touching it and getting a little trace. People on the bus get on the bus and light up because they can, oftentimes there's no window down or they can put the window up. You have, you know, minimal airflow and you can use that torch and you can light up whatever drugs you're doing. And then you just sit on the bus and it drives you around. What could be better? Right? So that's why you've got so many people doing drugs on the bus and then taking the bus wherever. Well, that smoke, it's not the secondhand smoke coming out of the guy smoking the meth or the crack or the fentanyl. It's smoke that gets out on its way into that dude. That is firsthand smoke. That's what the bus drivers are smoking, right? And that's why they're getting so sick because this smoke is toxic. If you've ever smelled that smoke, you would know it. And you're like, oh, when you burn plastic, it gives, you know, it's that burnt chemical smell. Terrible. The micro community is planned to house 120 people open before year's end and operate 24 seven. Well, it kind of needs to, right? Okay. So this is a small portion of the home, a thousand homeless people that they're going to fill by year's end because winter is coming. I know there's a big push in Chicago right now because there's all of these illegal immigrants being sent to Chicago from the you know governors down along the southern border who are just literally spreading the love around you know if you're going to have an open border policy and you're just going to bring everybody in and their brother then you got to have the ability to spread that out right because otherwise everybody just gets all piled up in the southern states and they don't have the ability to go anywhere so all of these governors and mayors they're like we don't have the resources so yeah, no kidding. The southern states ran out how many years ago? Denver plans to break ground on the site, currently an empty lot in the coming week. Here it is. Here it is. I'm sure this is going to be fine. This is going to work out just great. There's going to be no issues. The beauty of it is most of the people in the homeless community are going to die of drug overdoses before any cancer can really get them. Yeah, that's horrible, isn't it? It's just horrible. This development is a significant step forward in the ongoing effort to combat homelessness and improve the lives of those in need with our city. We're going to put them on a site that used to be a former Superfund area. Oh, all right. The mayor's office said, noting that the site has been carefully chosen to accommodate the specific needs of its future residents. I have got just the site for you. It's level. It's cleared. You've had future uses that that include big industry and commercialization and you know 
<laughs> how you pitch those things. I have no idea. Micro communities are a strategy by Johnston to put homeless people in a community of air conditioned and heated shelters with wraparound services such as mental health treatment and employment help. How about where in the hell is the addiction services? Why are we always forgetting that? Maybe mental health treatment is in, in with that, but Man, I want to see specifically, you need to get these people off the drugs in order for anything to really ever take effect. Because anything else is just kidding ourselves. Ah, put them in a tiny home, it'll be fine. Mental health treatment and employment help. Bathrooms and community spaces, none of that matters unless these people get sobered up. It just doesn't. You can't get a job when you're high. I don't know if you know that. That just doesn't work out. The goal is to provide temporary housing to transition homeless people into more permanent, affordable housing solutions, the mayor said. I do not disagree with the concept and construction and implementation of tiny homes as a solution. If, if there is accountability, the problem is there's zero accountability for putting people in these homes. There'll be some rules within the community, but it's not an upright, hey, we're going to drug test you once a week. And if you fail, get the F out, right? There's none of that. Hey, we're going to need you to go into some treatment options here. We're going to need you to detox. You want to come get housing? You got to detox first. And you'll have a caseworker that goes right up your rear end. That's what we need. That's what we need. That's what we desperately need. Don't have it. So micro communities are perhaps the most controversial housing strategy Johnson has put forth. They're the only ones that remotely work here in Seattle, right? The city proposed 11 sites across the city where some nearby residents have expressed concerns about traffic. Well, there's more people. Health? Yeah, these are not exactly health spas. Let's just put it that way. Drug use? 100% absolutely Crime, you betcha. Stolen goods, purchased, stolen goods, sold, prostitution, human trafficking, and the quality of living. Yeah, it goes down when a tiny home goes into the community. The podcasts I did on all the targets that are being shut down, oftentimes it's because of you know where they sit within the community and how many of the homeless drug drug addicted homeless from the community are coming in and shoplifting that's a huge huge factor because these people are whacked out of their mind they're looking to get steal something for their next fix and guess what you know quality of living crime health safety all they, those things go right out the window when you bring in these people that are just whacked out of their minds on drugs. In this case, nearby residents said it's unsafe due to the area's formerly toxic land. We've got a dispute here, and the people have not been heard. We need to get, I want to say Aaron Andrews, but that is the ESPN and podcast host. Um, she's the sports gal. She's really good. Um, no, we need to get Aaron Brockovich on it. We, we need to get her on top of this, right? We need to get, uh, what's her name? Julia Roberts. Yeah, whatever. Don't really care. Although pretty woman with Richard Gere. I'm a big Richard Gere fan movie breathless. That's some good stuff there. The site used to have a toxic waste dump within a five block radius. According to nearby resident, Daniel Riley. Don't go back in time there, Daniel. Don't bring up the past. 
But, you know, when the bulldozers come in, you might want to take a little vacation. Just go away. The Santa Fe Drive and Evans Avenue area became subject to controversy in the 1980s and 1990s when radioactive material was allowed to be disposed on site rather than being excavated or removed, Overland Park neighborhood records show. Yeah, it's fine, guys. It's fine. It's nothing to worry about. You know, get out those crack pipes and go to town because it's going to be fine. The plot is currently owned by the Colorado Department of Transportation, according to Denver Assessor Records. So they're looking around going, oh, man, we've got a brilliant idea. You know that piece of land that's just sitting there? It's a little toxic, but they'll never know. They're already putting so many toxins into their system. We'll we'll never get busted for this one. Let's throw in a tiny home community. This should work out just fine. This should be good. According to the Colorado Department of Public Health and Environmental website, in 2001, the United States, the state of Colorado, and the Southwest Shattuck Chemical Company settled their natural resource damage claim resulting from the release of hazardous substances from the Denver Radian Superfund site in southwest Denver, northeast of the intersection of Evans Avenue and Santa Fe Drive. All right, so they settled. Did they? Did we do a big cleanup? Is it okay? Does, doesn't really say, does it? I'm going to guess, no. The nearest Denver radium site to the microhousing property is roughly 3,000 feet to the northeast, according to the Wednesday statement. Uh, whatever entity has reviewed the microhousing community site location and confirmed that there is no environmental public health risk to the future residents. Famous last words, right? It's going to be fine. It's going to be just fine. We're going to get you all situated. We're going to breathe deep. Taste that? Yeah. That's toxicity. The Denver Gazette reached out to Denver's public health and environmental department regarding soil testing on the site. Meeting Sunday night brought in concerned residents. We really didn't have a choice as to whether they or not they cared, Riling said about concerns shared with officials. Riling has a bachelor's degree in architecture and worked in commercial real estate for multifamily housing. He has researched the housing crisis and how zoning affects housing affordability and said the mayor has not explored every option. All right. Not in my backyard. Nobody wants it in their backyard. You know what? Because we should have these folks into treatment somewhere in a big treatment center and then have them live in big, you know, segregated communities to kind of get them back on their feet, not just pitch them into these tiny homes and hope for the best. But that's literally what we do because it's something that these cities can do. Oh, we can just get a bunch of these super quick because it's like bringing in a hundred sheds, put them on some little foundations, little walk up. Good to go. I mean, in Seattle, I literally podcasted on how Jeremy Harris came up from Como came across a, you know, a guy building his own little tiny home from what he claimed to be was stuff from the dumpster construction refuse left over from the dumpster. A lot of people gave me a hard time about that because they said, well, Sean, I find stuff in the dumpster all the time. I'm like, yeah, multiple full windows that are just fine, not broken out. How many, how many containers of, you know, architectural styled roofing, composition roofing, siding, pressure treated wood. Hmm. Yeah. None of it looked bad. 
just didn't look that bad. But yeah, as push came to shove, that encampment after, let's see, a murder, the R word, a massive fire, multiple 911 calls, um, a whole bunch of fights. It was finally cleared not that long ago. But a guy made his own little tiny home. So tiny homes are kind of the, the thing to go to because they're little boxy, you know, and they're enclosed and you can do AC and you can do heat and in an environment like Denver. Heater comes in handy in the winter. Don't know if you knew that, but yeah. All right. Then the residents go on to say that they're pissed and uh, they can't believe this is happening and they're going to work to push back. But at the end of the day, it's going to happen and they have no choice. That's just how government works, right? Yeah, we, we tried to oppose it, but they just didn't listen. Really? Huh. Shocking. So I'm, I'm sure this tiny home community is going to be just fine. I mean, what could possibly go wrong? We'll never know. Thanks again for being here. I'll catch up with you in the next one. Bye for now.